Hello, and welcome to Dependisplaining, the podcast where we dish you out a little military true crime and some military topics. I am Jen. Hi, Jen. I am Veronica. How's it going? Hi, Veronica. Hi. Good, how are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Doing good, doing well. Weather's nice. I feel good. Yeah. I have two cups of coffee today. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. Lots of caffeine. You're fully caffeinated. Well, I feel really bad because Kyle left for work and I think he was hoping that I would wake up <laughs> and before he left for work to have a cup of coffee with him. And so the yeah. French press was full of coffee this morning and I was like, oh, I feel bad. But also I got to sleep in a little, which I needed because I was up nice. late last night. Yeah. It's good to sleep in when you need it. I uh, I was up very early this morning. I go walking with you. a couple friends around the neighborhoods and Mm -hmm. stuff and uh at five o'clock in the morning i wake up before david he's like what time are you waking up i was like five and he's like why i'm like you get up early he's like not that early i'm like i know well i'm gonna go walking and then i'm gonna go home and have coffee and sit and chill for a long time (laughs) it's i really like getting up early you know me I'm mm-hmm. always up early, but lately some alone time. Yes, alone time. You feel a little bit more accomplished for the day. I've been staying up too late though lately, and uh, it just I feel really tired in the mornings. And I was like, I need to like go to sleep earlier and get up earlier and get back on my routine, and I'll feel better. And last night I was hanging out with some friends, and so I was up late, and then I came home, and Kyle was watching The Office, so I got sucked into like two episodes, and. <laughs> I couldn't mm-hmm. stop laughing, so I was like, I couldn't go to sleep, and then I was one. like, I need to ignore this and just fall asleep, but I kept finding myself giggling at everything, so <laughs> anyways. It's hard. I love The Office. We, st- I think we're only on season three. We stopped watching it because we got into something else, mm-hmm. another show that came out, or I don't know, maybe Selena, you know, distracted us, and then- uh <gasps> So good. Yeah. And then something else. Now we're watching Outlander. So one one day we'll get back to the office. Remember you told me about that show, but I have yet to dabble in it. It's good. At night, I like something that's going to make me laugh because then I feel like I go to sleep laughing, like, you know, (laughs) instead of like like a mind bender and and puzzles that I need to solve and I'll be like waking up be like, oh, what about this? Just like I told you last week, I'm down the rabbit hole in the Marvel comics uh, theories. Yes. Yeah. So I'm in those right Don't now. Don't read those at bed. Don't read those at bedtime. <laughs> no, no, I know. Because then I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, Outlander is not like too like mysteriously in puzzle finding, but they're, I mean, sometimes they will end, end your episode on a cliffhanger and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, who's still alive? Did this person die? Are they still, where'd they go? Did they get caught? So. Yeah. That might keep you up. My friends were telling me um, to look into Peaky Blinders. And I was like, I've heard good things about it. And mm. then they go, it starts slow. And I was like, you lost me. You lost me at it starts slow. You need to get me right away. Right away. So Yeah. You know what I'm super excited about, Jen? What? Is the Dexter miniseries reboot. What um What streaming site is that going to be on? Oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, uh, probably HBO because they were HBO. Okay. So probably HBO. Ah, Damn. I could be wrong. HBO Max. 
Did you watch Dexter? Yes. You watched it. Yeah, it's been so good, right? Years and years and years. Yeah. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Kai, I told Kyle about it and then he goes, like he watched it, he, the preview to it. And he was super excited. And he's like, Deborah's not in it. And I was like, well, no, because she died. Sorry, spoiler alert for anybody <laughs> <laughs> hasn't seen it. And he's like, yeah, good thing she's not in there. <laughs> It's like, you didn't like her character. He's like, oh, she got my nerves. I was like, she kind of annoyed me towards the end, especially when they had the sexual tension for a few episodes. And I was like, I'm not liking this. I'm not liking this. Like, I don't I don't like this. When she was seeing the therapist, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't like this. It's like, this is disturbing. But the show itself was so good because what's his face is such a good actor that he played such a psychopath so well. I was like, oh, my God, it's like. It's so creepy that he plays it so well when he got into character um, of being Dexter Morgan. And I was like, it's almost like it's you're watching bad acting. Mm-hmm. And then when he switches over to serial killer, I was like, oh, my God, this is scary. Like, he's so good. Yeah. I love him. I love him. Watch Dexter, you guys. It's so good. It's so Look, I got chills. He's a good, just thinking he's about a how great, excited I got. great actor. There's another show that he yeah. was in. Uh, that we watched and it was like is it six feet under no i did see some of that i didn't i didn't watch all of that but it's a it was a few years ago maybe and it was on it i was on netflix and it was like called like the neighborhood or something like that where it's like a gated community Mm -hmm. and then there's like i think there's a couple murders that happen and i don't know it's really good it's one of those random ones that you find and you're like oh i'll watch that especially if it's about murder Mm. (laughs) murder murder yeah Yeah. oh it's such a good show that one so we got into that one and weeds kind of at the same time oh yeah i loved weeds and then it just started getting like weird super crazy and i was like i don't know if i can follow yeah i watched it all the way through kyle didn't he stopped watching it at some point i can't remember but when she was married to that mexican drug lord and i was like stay with him he's so cute (laughs) (laughs) so i've known that guy for um a while now because i i have seen him in mexican movies before and he's so good looking he's just like unconventionally good looking like he's not like your regular (laughs) i like him yeah yeah so that was a good show too but i'm so excited for this miniseries to come out it's oh (laughs) yeah i uh oh yeah I just, I love when they reboot stuff. Uh, it better be good. Obviously, the show. I'm here for it. The yeah. original show is really good. So, I mean, they have a lot to live up to. Sometimes yeah. they let you down. But I feel like nowadays it gets, it, it they've been better at getting these shows right. So, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I just have to find a way to watch it. I don't have HBO. Okay, Jen. Uh, Well, before we get started, I have a really good episode for you. But before that, uh, let's tell our listeners, where they can find us. With your imagination. <laughs> imagination. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you want to find us, reach out to us, give us a story, um, leave us a comment, anything, just uh, email us at dependisplaining at gmail.com or find us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and shout us out shout out those comments comment on our shit yes talk to us yes whatever you want to do talk to your friends about us for you yeah yeah 
Find us. Totally. Find us on your favorite Great. listening platform and rate and subscribe, please. Five stars. Yes. Please. Yes. Everything Jen just said, I agree with. I approve this message. It's been approved as your- <laughs> by Veronica2024. As your running, as your running, running mate, you're my running mate. I'm your- For 2024. No, eh, I approve this message. Yeah. Here for you. Jen will be vice president with me. <laughs> we'll see. Um, great. Okay, Jen. I have a murder for you. I'm ready for this one's crazy. murder. Twists and turns all over the place. Oh, man. And it's from one of our favorite murder places. One of the two that we've been finding. Yeah. <laughs> this one happened on Kadena Air Base, which is located in Okinawa, which is an island of uh, Japan. I don't know what it is in the murder water here, mm-hmm. but there's always a list. I guess it's of just things that have happened. It's an island. It's surrounded by murder water, so murder water, yeah. yeah. And then and then there's North Carolina. Yeah. That seems on to also be on the coast of murder water, I guess. On the coast of murder. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> okay. So, I got my story on uh, the Kadena Air Base website. And then an article on CBS News that was pulled from an article on Stars and Stripes and a different article from Stars and Stripes as well. And today I will be talking about the murder of Tech Sergeant Curtis Eccleston. So on February 6th, 2011, the body of Tech Sergeant Curtis Eccleston is found in a pool of blood on the floor of his off-base apartment. He appeared to have been stabbed to death, but had put up quite a fight. A concerned co-worker had driven to his apartment in uh, Chatan to check on Curtis. To see, I'm assuming like he like missed work or like a work-related event meeting or something. So that's why he drove over there. Okay. But now the question was who and why. Yeah. So Curtis Eccleston had joined the Air Force in 2001 after showing some interest in becoming a military police. He ended up in a different career field, but he seemed to really enjoy his career path. He was like it, like the Air Force was his calling. He was well liked and respected amongst his peers and his supervisors. They had nothing but amazing things to say about him. He was great. He was a a, a great troop, right? So by 2008, he found himself with the rank of tech sergeant or an A6 with a rising career with the 733rd Air Mobility Squadron at Kadena Air Base, where he is now stationed. So like I mentioned before, Kadena is located on the island of Okinawa, which is Japan. So in 2009, he he meets and begins to date a 29-year-old woman by the name of Barbara Keiko Nakadakari. Barbara was a well-known girl around the island. Hmm. She had dated a lot and was kind of a socialite. She was especially known, like, amongst military service members. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not going to judge her lifestyle, but in the article she was called promiscuous, which I don't think is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it's not a thing, people. Anyways, she, she was well known. Let's just say it. Um, now, Curtis, he's smitten with her. She's beautiful. She's fun. And when his brother, Chris, visited him on Okinawa, Barbara pulls all the stops to impress him. She acts like their tour guide. She cooks impressive meals and just lays on the charm real thick. 
And Chris leaves thinking that his brother has found the one and a lifetime of happiness is in the horizon for the lovebirds. So he like leaves and he's like, he's great. Like his girlfriend's great. So this seals the deal for Curtis. He's like, my brother likes her. My friends like her. She's perfect. Right? So then in 2009, the couple ties a knot in a JOP ceremony. Nothing fancy. They were like, let's just get married. That's what we want. That's the end result. Um, hmm. But, but, there's always a but. Always. <laughs> just a few months into their marriage, Barbara's charm begins to fade. Curtis notes that she doesn't take life seriously and she like acts childish and this really is like, "Mm, it doesn't sit well with him. He's like, what's going on? She like has no ambition and has, and if she like had a career, according to Curtis, it would be babysitting. That's like, that was, she she was like a great babysitter. Okay. Bookmark that, Jen. Hmm. Put a bookmark in that. On babysitting. Okay. Oh, boy. Yes. So now Curtis begins to think, yeah, he begins to think that maybe he made a mistake in marrying her and he should probably get a divorce because he's like, this isn't what I expected from her. She showed me a different side of her. But before he can ask for a divorce, Barbara tells Curtis that she is pregnant. And he's like, okay. He is like super excited. So Curtis pumps the brakes on the divorce. He's beyond excited to become a father. He hopes that this pregnancy and motherhood will force Barbara to grow up and just grow as a person as well. So he puts it, he puts the divorce on the back burner. He's like, let's see where this goes. So during their relationship and into the marriage, Barbara holds another relationship really close to her heart. And that is the friendship she has with 26 year old Nicholas Cron. Um, Staff Sergeant Cron, yes, Staff Sergeant, he was also in the military. He works in the same unit as her husband, Curtis, but like in a different area. So they know each other. They're not really like friends, just acquaintances. They know each other. So now here is where your suspicions (laughs) will start to try and connect the dots, Jen. (laughs) Barbara had actually dated Nicholas Cron. Nicholas and Barbara met on Facebook and began a sexual relationship. They had been in a relationship with Kron, uh, was deployed to Turkey. So they like deployed him out of uh, Okinawa. Mm-hmm. And upon his return back to Okinawa, he found that Barbara had moved on. <laughs> wow. And he was like, uh, yeah, she was now married to Curtis. He was like, what the fuck? Like I went to Turkey on a deployment and I come back and my gir- my girlfriend is married. <laughs> Okay, but they remained friends and would continue to hang out, even though Barbara was now a married woman. Mm. So from out from the outside, like it looked like a legit friendship. They would go out to lunch, dinner, and just hang out like friends do. It seemed normal. Okay, it didn't really say in any of the articles how Curtis felt about this relationship, or if he was even aware of it, or if he was even aware that they had dated before. Nothing was addressed. So in 2011, when Curtis was found brutally murdered in his apartment, the first person they wanted to talk to was his wife, Barbara. But when the police arrived and discovered that Curtis was married and they knew who he was married to, Barbara was nowhere to be found. Um, Now, because the murder took place off base, OSI and the Japanese authorities were working together to solve this. And their main concern is Barbara. Like, is she hurt? Has she been taken? And it became a priority, right? Because... They're worried about the wife. 
So they begin to ask around like with neighbors and like um, friends and stuff like that. Um, anything that could lead to her whereabouts. So a security forces member comes forward and says, hey, I know she's really good friends with this guy, Nicholas. Maybe you should ask him where he's at. So then a friend calls Nicholas and informs him that Curtis had been murdered and his wife Barbara was missing. So then Nicholas drives to the apartment. He shows up and is super cooperative. He answers all of their questions and even hands over his laptop, his car, and his phone. He then tells authorities that Barbara is uh, at a friend's house. So he's like, this is where she's at. She's at a friend's house, house-sitting for her friend that's deployed. So this is where she's at. And they're like, the police is really happy with all the information that Nicholas is giving them. They're like, great, this guy's been really helpful. But then he also informs them that Curtis Eccleston was an abusive husband. And so the police were like, mm, why are you sharing this information? Like, is it relevant? How is this relevant to the murder? Anyways, so the police takes off to go find Barbara. And they give her the news. And they know that she does not react like someone who had just found out that their spouse was found dead in their apartment. But, you know, we all know, we all have different ways of reacting in a moment of shock. Yeah. So, it just, it, you can't judge people like that. But they did think it was weird how she never asked them, the authorities, how he died. She never said, like, what happened? Can I see him? Is, like, is, are you sure he's dead? Anything, right? Because you go through, like, those stages of, of grief. Um, and the first is, like, denial and so she doesn't do any of that instead she goes into the story about how curtis was involved in some in some in some sort of drug ring what yeah so <laughs> yeah she tells him that yeah so the authority the authorities find her reaction a little strange but because drugs had been on the rise during this time in okinawa i believe it was like um the fake a uh, fake pot that was going around at the time, a synthetic um, marijuana that had been making a rise on Okinawa. So they find that it could be a possibility that maybe he did get involved in something like that. So they don't rule out anything just yet. Now, OSI brings in NCIS and they start to investigate uh, these drug allegations. They begin to think that Barbara may have been telling people about the abuse and the drug operations leading to leading people to believe that drugs or like a large amount of money could be found in the apartment. That was one of their theories. They're like, okay, maybe it is plausible that he was involved in this. And because she was blabbing around town about the abuse and this, someone could be wanting to take revenge. So now this apartment is can be found or was found to be across from a place called American Village, which is like party central for service members, really just for anybody. It's party central. It's full of nightlife. And yeah. so maybe some drunkard wandered over with bad intentions and Curtis was their target. So, but they came up empty with their investigation into this, this theory. Nothing points to Curtis being involved in any sort of illegal drug operation. Uh, the crime itself spoke loads. Like, his body was stabbed too many times to have been, a, like, a drug hit. It was more like a crime of passion, just because it was attacked so much. And his laptop and phone were also missing. Nothing else. 
it the house was staged like drawers were pulled out it just it looked staged and that those were the only two things that they took it's like why didn't they take his gaming system or his tv yeah right so police question Barbara on the whole on the whole drug dealing thing and then she changes her story and says that he was not dealing drugs. He was just holding on to some drugs. And this was going to earn him some money. <laughs> money that he planned to use towards legal fees for their divorce. So now all of a sudden she she agrees to the divorce. Oh. oh. Like yeah. Now she's changing that really. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So but authorities, they're on to her and she's not fooling anyone. She knows something. She knows something. They're like, mm, let's stop right here. So now investigators begin to look a little further into her alibi. She was, in fact, house-sitting, and she was actually logged into a game of World of Warcraft. The investigators do some more digging, and they find out that Barbara and Nicholas are having an affair. Ah. That's right. Yeah, it wasn't just a friendship. Mm -hmm. Yes. He was a little too cooperative with police, in my opinion. In my opinion. But what do I know? I'm not a police officer. So now he's being seen as a suspect because they're like, this guy looks like he, like, because of the relationship, he's devoted to her. This guy would probably do anything for this woman, right? They're friends. So Nicholas tells investigators that the day of the murder, he got off work around six or seven, and then he met up with Barbara and one of her friends, and they all had dinner together. Around midnight, he says his goodbyes to Barbara and her friend, and he heads home to study for a promotion exam, and then he went straight to sleep after he studied. This is what he's saying. Japanese authorities retrieve surveillance video from Curtis and Barbara's apartment building, and the footage that they retrieve, although it's very grainy, they see a car that looks very much like Nicholas's car, and the occupant of the vehicle also looks like Nicholas. Hmm. But the video is grainy and that's all they have to go off of. Yeah. So this is where the fun begins. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, so now with this footage, they have reason to believe that Nicholas is lying, okay? Because they have evidence. Yeah. So six days after the murder, Nicholas is considered a suspect. Police bring him in for more questioning. They read him his Miranda rights, but at the same time make him feel at ease by telling him that they don't believe he committed the murder, but he may have more information about the murder. So they're like, we're on your side. We know you didn't do it. We don't think you did it, but we may think you may have some answers to our questions that could lead to finding the murder. Uh, so Nicholas says he does not need an attorney, right? As per his Miranda rights have said. Yeah. So <laughs> I wrote down as advised in the fucking Miranda rights. <laughs> <laughs> but he says he's he's willing to work even without the attorney. So now his story has changed <laughs> when he tells police that he did in fact leave his apartment after midnight. He didn't just stay home, you know, after studying and gone to sleep like he said. He said that Barbara told him about the abuse she was allegedly enduring from Curtis and that it made Nicholas so angry that he needed to clear his head and get some fresh air. And so he decided to drive around a bit. So his story changes once again because police are looking at him like, mm, really, really? Is that all you have to say? So it changes again. And then he admits to having driven past Curtis's apartment. 
He then says that he thought about confronting Curtis about the abuse, but then decided against it and went home. The police again are like, mm, you sure? That's all? That's all you're saying? He then changes his story again, Jen. Oh, goodness. And he says that he drove, yeah, that he actually drove to the apartment and parked in the car park for a bit, sits in his car with the idea of confronting him, but then decides against it and drives home. Okay. Mm, yeah. Police again are looking at him like, mm, seriously? So then Nicholas, I think, realizes something and he's like, shit. The police have probably have some sort of footage of me at the apartment building. So what does he do? He changes his story again. Uh, again, Jen. The, oh my yeah. goodness. Now, the police, they're just sitting back letting nicholas do all the work on his own eventually the truth will come out they're like we're just gonna let you see we're just gonna see where this goes <laughs> see how much you'll tell us so now nicholas confesses to actually having gone to curtis's house now the police can't confirm can confirm their evidence right with this they're like okay he is now saying that he was at the apartment the footage of the grainy footage that they retrieved does confirm that it is his car and it is him in the car and it just makes sense with the time and all that. So he has no idea that the police don't have much to go off of other than this very grainy video. He just implicated himself by admitting to all of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh... He begins to give them more pieces of the story. He says that he did go up to Curtis's apartment. Once he Curtis opened the door, they got into a fist fight. Once they get their aggressions out, they just stop. And Nicholas then leaves the apartment. Once again, his story has okay. changed. Mm -hmm. Now, OSI questioned this and they're like, well, how, how did two grown men who are in the middle of his fight just all of a sudden stop and leave? Police were like, eh, we don't know. We don't buy that story. So Nicholas now once again changes his story one more time. And he says that during the fight, he saw a kitchen knife and he reached for it mm. and kind of swung it in Curtis's direction. And because it was dark, he couldn't see and he believes he struck him, but was, you know, that was when he left the apartment again. He just keeps le leaving this place, going back, revisiting it in a different story and then leaving again. <laughs> Police still are not buying the entire story. The wounds found on Curtis's body are not consistent with the kitchen knife. They were more like a double-edged knife. Um, it was said like a like a hunting knife or a um, a box cutter. It was more consistent with a box cutter. So police kept they kept bluffing, making him believe that they already knew the entire story, and he falls for it. Nicholas bought it. He began to turn to religion <laughs> at that moment, saying that he felt that he needed to come clean. You know. In God's eyes, he needed to come clean, too. It's like, well, you already lied a bunch, so whatever. <laughs> now, Nicholas says he had taken a nap in his vehicle. And it, so he admits to having driven there. <clears throat> he took a nap in his vehicle. He had changed his clothes, dressed in all black, put gloves on. Uh, he wore a black uh, hooded sweatshirt and a black beanie. And he showed up at the door to confront Curtis with the intent to kill him. They also look into his digital footprint because you know how he had turned over the phone and the laptop. Yeah. Nicholas thought that by simply deleting text messages from his phone, they would disappear. But Forever. that's not how it works. No. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> 
And in those text messages, they found that Barbara and Nicholas had been plotting Curtis's murder for three months. Three months, Jen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Barbara is a manipulative person Mm -hmm. making Nicholas believe that Curtis is an abusive husband. Now, over the course of three months, like I said, they plotted three different ways of killing Curtis. The exchange of text messages are disturbing. Um, I have some here that were transcribed. Uh, Kron is is saying here, Kron says, I want to skin him alive. Barbara answers, well, we need a plan. I think we failed tonight. Maybe another night. Kron says, it's going to be great. You are going to be free of him. And then in another text message, she also asks if he loved her. And he says yes. And she asks him to prove his love by by killing Curtis. Oh, my gosh. Yes, Jen. Because that's how you prove your love. Oh, yeah, of course. Not by being respectful and faithful. No, not by being a good person. And taking out the trash when you're supposed to. Yeah, and remembering what time your class is. (laughs) And remembering what time your (laughs) your wife or your spouse has a regular scheduled class weekly. That hasn't changed. Nope. Anyways, (laughs) that's for another episode. Uh, So they, um, they started to come up with these plans of how they could kill Curtis and get away with it. The first plan that he came up with, or that they both came up with, I guess, was that they were going to push his car off of a cliff uh, in Okinawa. So he thought that they could stage a car accident. He'd put some like paint dinner or something in the back of the car so they could make him look like he lost consciousness. Um, And the second plan that they came up with was to put fishing line across like the steps of his apartment building. And so he would like trip over it. So then so... They put the fish. They were going to put the fishing line on the steps. Barbara was going to fake an allergic reaction to something. Apparently, this she was allergic to food, some sort of food. And then Curtis would run down to the car where she kept her EpiPen or her medication. Who keeps her EpiPen not on them? If you have an allergic reaction to something, wouldn't you want your EpiPen to be like in your front pocket? <laughs> yeah, like somewhere right? in the house, or like near you, in the cabinet, in your kitchen. Yeah, yeah, have one in the car, but have one or multiple in the house at least. Multiple. Yeah. Anyway, so that was their plan, and mm. that he, on his way to the car to get her EpiPen, he was going to trip over uh, the fishing line, and so he would fall down the steps. And if the fall itself didn't bra- kill him, Nicholas would be at the bottom of the steps, ready to break his neck. <laughs> So let me tell you, they live on the sixth floor of the apartment building. I, too, live on the sixth floor of a apartment building. The stairs don't go straight down. No. They have landings. Yeah. They have landings of every floor, and it's kind of like, not spiral, but, you know, coming down. Yeah. In spiral mode, because you go down the first floor, and there's a landing, and then there's another one. (sighs) A staircase... They, the landing, if he did happen to trip over the fishing line and fall, he would have only fallen about six steps yeah. before hitting the landing. And then his momentum would have been, would have stopped there because it would have hit like the railing or the wall. Yeah, he wouldn't continue. Staircases have. He wouldn't continue to fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how they were going to execute that plan. Maybe that's what stopped them from doing that. That was a terrible plan. This was just my observation. Yeah. Because, like I said, I, too, live on the sixth floor of an apartment building. (laughs) 
Ah, silly. So another plot was to make it look like a drug deal gone wrong. They even practiced coming in through the window and testing out like the noise on the bed because I guess like when you come in through the window, there was a bed underneath the window. So uh, they were worried that it was going to be like too much noise once he landed on the bed. So since Curtis was most likely going to be playing video games with headphones on, the noise should not be a problem. And this would give Nicholas enough time to go in and uh, cut his throat as planned. Oh, that was the plan. Oh, my God. And I think and I think that's what they agreed on. So on February 5th, Nicholas gets off work around 9, 9 p.m. He goes home and packs his kill bag. Now, the kill bag contains a change of clothes, towels, surgical gloves, dishwashing gloves, a hunting knife, and a box cutter. Uh, he then goes to dinner with Barbara, as I mentioned before, and uh, he goes home with the excuse of having to study because she was with friends. So this is what she, what he told them. But he doesn't go home. He parks about a mile away from Curtis's home and begins to walk to Curtis's home. When he arrives to the apartment, he begins to have like cold feet and like second guesses himself. So he walks back to his car. He takes a nap, like I said, and then wakes up around 3 a.m. and calls Barbara. And she kind of like pumps him up, encouraging him like, you can go through with it. Like this, just do it. And so he drives his car a little closer because his little leggies are too tired of walking the mile there and back. (laughs) (laughs) So he notices that there's a light on in the apartment that appears to be a TV because it's like flickering like a TV. Right. And so he calls Barbara again because she's holding his hand through, you know, through this entire mess. And she's like, it's fine. He falls asleep with the TV all the time. You're fine. This is normal. You it's going to be fine. So he puts on his gear. He enters the apartment through the window as planned and catches Curtis by surprise. Right away, he starts swinging his knife and cutting Curtis. Curtis begins to plead for his life as he promises not to go to the authorities. And if he just lets him go, he's like, let me go. I'm sorry. I'm not going to tell anybody. Like, just let me live. But Nicholas continues his assault. Curtis puts up quite a fight. Uh, He has defensive, defensive wounds on his hands, his feet, and his knees. Nicholas then calls Barbara around 4.45 and he puts her on speaker while he continues to stab Curtis. Like now, like Curtis can't even move at this point. And Barbara then asks if he's dead. Nicholas says that he's still alive, but only has just but a few minutes to live. Later during trial, Barbara said that she only partially listened to the phone call because she was in the middle of playing video games. So she claims she to have put the phone down. She didn't want to listen to that, and she continued playing her video games. Like, that would lessen her participation in the murder or yeah. something. <laughs> she was like, well, if I didn't hear it, maybe it didn't happen. Yeah. Nicholas had stabbed Curtis in the neck, which proved to be fatal wounds. So, Kron is then arrested on February 13th and taken to a military prison. Japanese authorities brought Barbara in for questioning. She appeared to be acting during this entire investigation. She, like, moped around, she walked slow, she spoke English when she wanted to, and she appeared to not speak English at certain times. All of a sudden, she's like, I don't speak English. So she was putting on quite a performance, but still not grieving for her husband. She was living in Japan, but she was actually a Brazilian national. And so because of that, because she was not a U.S. citizen, she didn't fall under the SOFA status. For some reason, even though she was married to a U.S. military member, I'm not sure to me, I don't, I'm not sure how that works, mm-hmm. but 
because she was a Brazilian national um, living in Japan, she would face charges under Japanese law. So they confront her with all of the incriminating texts found on Nicholas's phone. Barbara claims that all of this is the result of a spell she cast on Curtis. Oh, good God. Seriously? She claims that a fortune teller that she met online suggested a spell to make her husband, Curtis, treat her better. Oh, my God. Barbara claims that she had become a Wiccan after having become disillusioned with her own religion, saying that God never answered her prayers, so she turned to Wicca. This is not hocus pocus, lady. No. Come on now. No. Stop. Yeah. Oh, good God. And I don't... Yeah, I know. And I'm not familiar with with um with Wicca, but I know it's more spiritual than it is spells, spells and shit like yeah. that. But she did say she never asked Nicholas to kill Curtis. That was not in the deal. She also admits to having faked her pregnancy. Mm. So she's like, uh, psych, I was not pregnant. Yeah. Just kidding. Figured that one out. Yeah, right? And it was confirmed by doctors because they gave her a pregnancy test and her hormone levels were not that of a woman who was pregnant or had been recently pregnant. Right. The the pregnancy was a scam and Curtis, uh, I'm sorry, um, Nicholas was in on it, on the, on the whole plan. Ah. He like actually helped her acquire fake ultrasound pictures to show Curtis. Wow. Lies. Oh my gosh. Lies. Lies, Jen. Lies. She faked a pregnancy. She claimed spousal abuse, which was never proven, by the way. She supposedly would record arguments between her and Curtis and then play them back to Nicholas, telling him that the argument he was hearing was then followed by physical abuse. Hmm. But it was never proven. She could have just been recording a normal argument that a couple would be having. Right. And making it seem like it's much worse than mm-hmm. than it is, you know, embellishing it on. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yes, exactly. She was she was laying it on thick for Nicholas. Yeah. Because Nicholas was like devoted to her. <sighs> okay. So now that Nicholas has been caught and he's told the truth, he's been super cooperative with the police. Where else is he going to go with this? Like. It, he's already been caught he's the murderer like might as well tell the truth right yeah so he he agrees to show police where like he disposed of the kill bag and after eight days of searching they found the evidence they were looking for it was found somewhere in like the southern part of the island so along with nicholas's confession and all of the evidence against him and barbara at the trial a year later it took a year for this Nicholas pled guilty to three charges, conspiracy to commit murder, premeditated murder, and obstruction of justice. A general court-martial composed of a military judge, Colonel Vance Spath, convicted Staff Sergeant Nicholas Cron and sentenced him to life without parole, reduction in rank to airman basic, forfeiture of military pay, and a dishonorable discharge after a two-week-long sentencing hearing on February 9th. So before sentencing the convening authority, Lieutenant General Burton Field approved a plea agreement to remove a potential death sentence from from court's consideration because he had agreed to give him all the information. He uh, was able to, they were able to spare his life with this plea agreement. I mean, that's good. Yeah. 
Meh. He is serving his life sentence yeah. at Leavenworth, Texas. He's ser- I'm he- sorry, Kansas. Leavenworth, Kansas. Yeah. Um, he's serving one way or another, at least. he's Exactly. Now, it was theorized that Nicholas could, couldn't bear the thought. This is one of the motives, maybe, they think. That he couldn't bear the thought of Barbara moving away after finding out that Curtis had received orders um, in January, so just a month prior, to go back mm-hmm. stateside. But Curtis had actually requested an extension on his tour in order for Barbara to have their baby. I think what it was, because I think he still wanted to go through with the divorce. But Barbara, because she lied about the pregnancy, he was like, well, I'll put in an extension to meet my child and then maybe go back stateside or maybe they could work it out in between there. But I think he still wanted to go through with the divorce. But the most plausible story to me anyways was that Curtis had a life insurance because so it was thought that because Nicholas thought that Barbara was going to move with Curtis back to the States. He's like, I don't want to lose her. I'm going to kill Curtis and then she can stay here with me. But like I said, the most plausible theory to me was that Curtis had a life insurance. As we all know, most military service members There is a certain policy in place in case of death. The person appointed by the service member receives a large sum of money. In this case, it was a total of $500,000 that she would be receiving uh, once he died. So once Curtis had put divorce on the table, he would also be changing the beneficiary in his life insurance because it was Barbara. So now he would be changing it to somebody else because he was like, I don't want to be with her. I'm going to divorce her. Let me change it. So this probably made Barbara nervous and it was like a race against time. So she fakes the pregnancy in order to buy her more time with him. But that wouldn't last long because, of course, pregnancy changes woman's body and that wasn't going to happen to her anytime soon because she was faking the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So... You know what else she lied about? What? Remember when I told you to bookmark at the beginning of the story? <laughs> Curtis had said that if Barbara had a career, it would be in babysitting. Guess who she was babysitting, Jen? Who? Her own fucking children. <gasps> That's right. That's right. Yeah. What? Barbara had two children that she had that she had and she would like they were her children and she would tell curtis they were her cousins so every time she was like babysitting them they were she was actually you know watching her own children children. yeah yeah so she was leading a double life this crazy bitch oh my god that poor guy oh my Mm -hmm. god that Mm -hmm. poor guy yep he didn't even know what he was getting into he did not know the kind of crazy he was marrying so Barbara, and in trial, she denied that money had any motive for her in the murder. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. You don't, you don't want to do anything, and you don't want to get a job, and you just want to hang out. And your, you got upset yeah. when your husband told you that he, you know, you should probably do something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of mm-hmm. course, of course, money is not a, a motive. No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. It's not an issue. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So a few months after Nicholas's trial in April of 2012, Barbara's trial begins and Nicholas Cron was the star witness. She pled not guilty, but a three judge panel found Barbara's defense mm-hmm. crazy and sentenced her to 20 years of hard labor in a Japanese oh, wow. prison. And she'll be 48 years old when she gets out in 2031. Oh, in just 10 years, Jen, she has only, she's been there for 10 years. And so in another 10 years, she'll be wow. out. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering what hard labor is in Japan, um, I looked into it and I mostly got stuff for information for men. There wasn't much for women's prison, but um, it does say that they like manufacture commercial products such as car parts or assembling like cell phones, making emblems uh, for like the front of, of like the hood of your car, fabricating headrests, stuff like that. And if they refuse to work, they are punished by being sent to like sol- solitary confinement. And so in for the women's, the only thing that I could really find was like, it like involved dressmaking and, and cell block cleaning. So I don't know if that's considered hard labor. It was it was hard to find what they do since uh, since his death, uh, both Curtis, his mother and father have passed away. But his family, especially his brother and his aunt, Sharon, remember him as a loving and happy, just all around good guy that he was. And like I said, his um, his co-workers also described him as just a great guy all around. And uh, he's truly missed. And that is the story of uh, Tech Sergeant Curtis Eccleston. Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Terrible. What an awful person. Yeah. Yes, Jen. It's crazy, this whole story all around. It was crazy. That's insane. And she gets out in 10 years. That's insane. In 10 Ugh. years. Yeah. Yeah. What is she going to do? She's going to be 48. She's going to try to get back into her old ways again, you know? Hopefully she's turned her life around and does something because she left two children. Yeah. She left two children. Well, I mean, she was babysitting him before, so I don't know that that really affect her too much it, i mean in my opinion just doesn't seem like she cared yeah. all that much yeah i couldn't find anything on like if the children were from obviously from a previous relationship but if they were like from a service member as well not. or just uh, who yeah. knows i mean if they had it like who they're with now or at the time too yeah because where are they when she ha- you know, yeah. she doesn't have them. And then when she does have them, she's babysitting. That's so strange. She must not have very mm-hmm. ba- uh, babysitting. She must not have a lot of custody then if she's able to claim babysitting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that she was married and living in, in, a, in, you know, living with her husband. Yeah. So I don't know if the kids lived nearby. I mean, it's an island. How far mm. can it be? But still. Yeah. How do you keep that a secret? Yeah. It's crazy, right? That's insane. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. That blows That's my mind. That's the story. <laughs> insane. Yeah. Holy cow. That's so sad. You know, this poor this poor guy, he, he was so handsome and found this woman who was beautiful. And he's like, this is great. You know, looking forward to a lifetime of happiness. And then she turns out to be a huge disappointment in the marriage. Yeah. And then just take she takes it even further with this other guy. It's just all around crazy. It's just a web of lies everywhere. Yeah. And all the people involved that are suffering because of her selfishness. You think like too, I mean, I feel the guy should have never murdered. It, he should have never fallen into that. No matter what, I don't care what a woman says to you, murdering is not okay. Mm-hmm. It is not. That's not. Why couldn't he? Why like, what like what would have happened? Yeah, it's not the solution. Like 
if she actually did get divorced, you know, what would have happened? He would have been with her and then she would have gotten bored of him too and right. found another person and then try to convince them to kill. You know, it's like, was it like a never ending cycle for her? Right. Why did he agree yeah. to it? Why did he agree to the fake pregnancy? Like, what was the point? He could have just said like, no, I don't want to agree to anything. Get a divorce and continue to live your life the way you were living yeah. it. But I think it was it was the money. It had yeah. to have been the money. It that was the motivation because he would have probably benefited or she made him believe that he would have benefited from it as well. Right. Like, I'll give you half of it or a portion of it. We'll have all this because money. Because other, otherwise, it's like, why? Yeah. We yeah. have all this money together. We'll be we can be together fully, and you know we won't have to do a lot. And you know I feel like her whole motivation is yeah she wants all that money so she still can continue not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Continue just having a a party, yeah, party life. It's okay because COVID would have shut you down. <laughs> it, oh yeah, oh yeah, real quick. <laughs> yeah, American villages shut down for you. No more nightlife. Jeez. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. That's it had to have been the like that's I just keep going back back to that and saying it had to have been the money. It had to. It's the only I mean it's like the most it's the reason mm-hmm. the the reason that sounds most possible why you would be yeah. motivated in order to fully yeah. go through with taking someone's life. Crazy, it is the motive right? for a lot of people, so. Yeah. Just uh, if you're in a relationship like this and someone's like, "Why don't you kill my spouse or my significant other?" In order for us to be together, be like, mm, mm, I don't want to. Just say no. I don't want to. Just say and no. you're crazy, so I'm going to remove myself from this situation as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just say no. Murder doesn't solve anything. <sighs> Anyways, wow. Jen. That's the story for you. I hope Thank you enjoyed you. it. Oh, it was, I mean, I enjoy the stories. You know, I like listening to it. It's just, wow. It's fascinating to hear how crazy people really are <laughs> how far how far someone can take an idea yeah and then just run with it and, and then the lies convince <laughs> another person to do that for yes. them yeah i it it blows my mind it's baffling mm-hmm. stop drinking the water people <laughs> The water in Okinawa is poisoned with murder. The water in North Carolina is also poisoned with murder. Can't wait to see what other area is poisoned with murder. Yeah. Yeah. We will get into it. I I can assure you we'll find it. Yes. We'll find it. We'll find this murder water and filter it out, at least partially. Yes. Okay, Jen, what do you have? What I got for you this week is a base highlight. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, we, you know, when I don't know what to talk about, I'm like, I'll just go resort to a base highlight. highlight. Here we are. That's what you want to know. Yeah. So <laughs> I decided to do an army base, and I am covering Fort Gordon, which is in oh. Georgia. Oh. Yeah. Fun. I don't know anything about this place. I've never been to Georgia, so I don't have a lot of my own opinions on the areas. And so all I have is just what I've been able to find. About. I've only been through the Atlanta airport. Yeah. It was hot. Woohoo! <laughs> I got lost. The airport. Yay! Yeah. It's a good airport. It's very nice. Super clean. I yeah. liked it. I got lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so. Fort Gordon, uh, the U.S. Army Cyber Center of Excellence, or CCOE, at 
Fort Gordon is a large multi-mission, multi-service military installation providing base services and support across a wide spectrum of training, operational, and service member sustainment needs. That was a mouthful of a sentence. Holy cow. (laughs) This is straight from their website. The installation supports Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, and Department of Defense personnel performing regional and worldwide missions that include communications training and operations, military intelligence, cyber operations, medical and dental care, force integration and mobilization. Fort Gordon is located just minutes from Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. Oh. Fun fact about Augusta. Every April, Augusta National... Uh, Augusta National, I don't know what that is, that's literally what it said, hosts the Masters, one of the world's four major golf tournaments. Oh, okay. And the Women's Amateur. These events are held the first two full weeks of April. Thousands of visitors will be in Augusta as early as the practice rounds. Every hotel for miles around will be filled to capacity, often including Points West Army Resort. They have their own Army Resort. Okay. Oh, So a lot of those hotels around the area will be full, and they're saying including the Army Resort and lodging that is on Fort Gordon, too. Also, restaurants will be at capacity with a large wait time. So if if this is if you're living in that area, plan to eat at home that week, and don't drive in Augusta just before or during the Master's Week without reservations, because it gets crazy. Obviously, right now... And last year, COVID probably is not mm. that crazy. Yeah. The Masters is a big deal. They get those really cool green jackets, you know? I want a green jacket. It's a blazer, not a jacket, Jen. It's a blazer. Oh, yeah. It's fancier than a jacket. Sorry, guys. Fancier. Yeah. It serves less purpose than a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just to make you look sophisticated. So, anyway. It's in green. No. <laughs> Uh, but so, yeah, if you are living in that area, go see the Masters because it's really cool. But also be ready because there's going to be a lot of people. And um, yeah. Okay. So housing. Fort Gordon has approximately 1,000 family housing units. And I think because this article was a little bit old, I think there might be more now on base. Uh, I'm not positive, but I think there's more. All family housing is privatized and operated by... The wonderful, ever-gracious Balfour Beatty communities. Balfour Beatty. Oh, there's a lot of... I have opinions on... I mean, I never dealt with them. You dealt with them, but that's good because they had a lot of uh, complaints and um, uh, they got a lot of things against them, so... Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, I've had... I didn't have any issues with any of it. Their house... The house that we lived in in Montana was, was nice. It was spacious. I mean, mm-hmm. you could tell it was cheaply made, but yeah. it, it did the job and it kept us safe and it worked and they were great to us anyways. So Yeah. I just know I don't I don't think they're f- I don't think they are one to really do much for the renters, you know, for uh, the military community. I think it's just they were um I think they were taking money from, they were claiming that they were doing services right. and they yes. actually weren't, but they were still getting paid for these services. So that's right. Yeah. And they, that's well, right. some places they weren't actually doing the maintenance work on houses that they should have been doing too. 
And so yeah, I know yeah, a yeah. lot of people had complaints about that. So I th- did we cover that? I feel like we covered that. I think we talked Maybe. about it a little bit. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that's who is. Uh, that's who the housing is privatized by. The houses range um, from two, three, four, and five bedroom homes. There are six different neighborhoods in housing, and uh, most of those housings are separated by rank. But there are, are a couple that are mixed. And as well as with mixed ranks, as well, along with uh, DOD civilian employees and retirees, they are also mm-hmm. qualified to rent housing on base. Some homes have uh, just have carports, and then there's also homes that have up to three car garages. I was like, okay, that's very nice. <laughs> I would love a garage. Yeah. Again, one car is fine. I don't, I don't mind a one car garage, but... <laughs> I was like, dang, three car? Ooh, okay. Okay, Army. The neighborhood amenities include playgrounds, basketball courts, uh, fitness center, you know, your just your typical things that you see in on base. Now, off-post housing. Uh, so overall, the cost of living in Augusta, in the Augusta area is a, below the national average, and housing uh, costs are below the national average. So that's great if you want to uh, mm-hmm. buy a house Buy or rent yeah, will be great. So mm-hmm. in addition, utility costs okay. run below the national average. So honestly, it sounds like a good bang for your buck off base. Right. Augusta area has more homes yeah. in the mid-price range than the national average. So whether you want to rent or buy in, uh, in Augusta, I mean, either choice is very affordable. Um, if you're going the purchasing route, home prices in Augusta are generally lower than in many parts of the country, you know, as I mentioned, uh, many incoming personnel are will be pleasantly surprised with how much they can actually afford for their housing dollar. Because you know you get BAH mm-hmm. if you live off base, and so you can pro you can afford a pretty pretty good house for the amount of money that you're getting. Yeah, yeah. So there's all kinds of homes available in every kind of price range, and depending on where you want to go around in Augusta, in Augusta. Fort Gordon lies in Richmond County near the border with Columbia County. Columbia County homes are newer and more expensive. So if you want to be in that area, just know that because it's newer. There's been recently developed. They have newer schools and all of that. So with mm-hmm. all newer facilities comes uh, bigger taxes because they put in new stuff. It's got to get paid off somehow, and that's where taxes come in. So just expect to pay more property tax right. if you happen to buy in Columbia County. All right. Just a few more things here. So some things you do on post. There's obviously places to eat. There's a lot of different options, including a lot of cafes that you can go to. Um, I think there's a cafe in every uh, fitness uh, center that they have on base. There's a riding stable. Yeah, you can go ride horses. That That's sounds fun. awesome. I would do that. Yeah. They have a outdoor pool, which I saw a picture of it and stuff, and it looks really nice. Like, it looks like they have water slides and, like, a splash pad, and I think that's kind of about it. it. It just looks, you know, kind of like a mini water park. It sounds really fun. But the outdoor mm-hmm. pool, you do have to pay to use. They do offer seasonal pass for individuals and for families. So 
if that's something. Their pool's open. I think they said it's from sometime in May till like the first week in September. So uh, on post, they have three fitness centers. Uh, They have a golf course, a dog park, bowling alley, a bingo alley. Yes, I would go to bingo. That would be awesome. Oh my gosh, yes. And they have a dinner theater. That is so cool. A dinner theater. That would be so fun. That is so cool. Their dinner theater is made up of a bunch of volunteers, and they're both active duty and civilian volunteers that go and will put on these performances all year round. I was like, that is so cool. I've never heard of a on-base dinner theater. No, me neither. What a great idea. That would be awesome. That is such a great idea. Yeah. I want to pitch that to the commander. You should. That is so cool. (laughs) The group commander. (laughs) That is awesome. Okay, so things to do for the with the kids. So if you have children and you're moving to Fort Gordon, they have three CDCs or, you know, child development centers or better known as daycare. Um, that's how I knew it. Every time I see CDCs, I think of, you know, the Center for Disease Control yeah. now because COVID. So sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, true. No, it's true. Yeah. So they have school age center, uh, before and after school care, a pre-K program, middle school, a teen program, and youth sports and fitness for ages 3 to 18. So I just found a few things, and I just found some stuff around Augusta. So if you're looking for stuff to do off post, in Augusta, they have the Augusta River Walk. I mean, need I say more? That sounds amazing. Kind of like mm-hmm. in uh, what San Antonio has that too. San Antonio. Yeah. yeah. So it just, you know, beautiful views and the river. And I mean, come on. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You can visit the boyhood home of President Woodrow Wilson. That sounds what? fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which is so funny because in Illinois and the town that my husband grew up in, they have the boyhood home of Ronald Reagan. Because the town he grew up in is the hometown of Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> so they have that. Yeah. He and Dave That's went so to the funny. same high school as Ronald Reagan and all that stuff. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's crazy so funny. Stuff. So when I heard that, I was like, oh. That's cool. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm from I'm from California, and I guess where we're at, nothing good comes of it. Right? <laughs> There's no nobody notable. Nobody. We did have Arnold Schwarzenegger was our governor. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I don't think anybody famous has been. Well, I mean, we have a country singer from our hometown that yeah. I went to high school with. But is he still famous? Yes. I I mean, I think so. I listen to his music. I'm not a like I'm not a country music fan, so I don't know. Kyle is the one that's friends with him, so I don't know if I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if he's still famous. I mean, I think so because I still listen to his music all the time. It's on my playlist. So that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to high school with him, Jen. That's see, you did see. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Maybe yeah. one day they'll have a boyhood home for him too that you could go visit. Maybe one day. <laughs> one day. Uh, one day. So you can take a trip down 18th century colonial life by visiting the Living History Park. So if okay. you ever wanted to know what colonial times were like, churning butter, you can go. Churning butter. <laughs> no electricity. The women had to wear long dresses even when it was fucking hot. Yeah. Bonnets. Just, 
Yeah, bonnets, men with top hats and canes, even though they didn't need the cane. It was just an accessory. Like, it was cool back then. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Right? They had top hats? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Pill box hats. Yeah. Top hats. Something. Yeah. They had hats. They wore a lot of hats. Yes, they did. And they smoked cigars, They wore a lot right? of hats. The pipes. women wore bonnets, pipes. pipes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But if you want to know what it was like you can go to that park and Perfect. find out <laughs> yeah you can head over to Evanstown Center Park where there's at, at least pre-covid they had farmers markets outdoor movies and concerts sounds like a pretty big park so yeah that sounds fun the sound summers fun. in Augusta have an average high temperature of 90 degrees um, and an average low of 67 degrees. In the winter, the average high is 58 degrees, and the average low is 34. So you can enjoy the outdoors really a lot cold. more. They they said they have mild winters and easy summers, like nothing too nothing too crazy. It's not a huge mm. huge dip. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they have walking trails, hiking trails. A lot of outdoor outdoor activities that you can enjoy there. Mm-hmm. So get outside. Gotcha. <laughs> get outside. Everybody, no. Yeah, go outside. That's what I tell my children every day. Go outside, please. Get out of here, yeah. I wish I could send my kids outside, but like I said, we live on the sixth floor of an yeah. apartment building. Be like, I can't. I don't know where you're going, so just stay here. Yeah, please don't go outside. <laughs> yeah, I'll take you outside later. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so that's all I got. That's Fort Gordon. In Georgia. Cool. Sounds like a nice place. Is it just me or does the army have really good amenities I think on their so. installations? I, I think so. I mean, they have, I just feel like their stuff is way better. They offer a lot more too because yeah, there's like. A, that's a, how a, I feel. I forget to mention, they have, hosp- they have their own hospital on post as well. Uh, obviously mm. a dental, you know, place. <laughs> Go clean your teeth. Clinic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> dental clinic. <laughs> Uh, yeah. words. <laughs> um, I I know the highlights that we've done that are have been army post. I think I did one on like Fort Carson and it yeah. just sounded awesome. Yeah, I've looked into Fort Hood. Fort Hood is just gigantic, it's and massive. they had a lot of stuff yeah. on there. It's like people would never leave base if everything is on there for them. Yeah, and then meanwhile, on an Air Force base, here I am complaining about nothing to do having nothing to do with my poor children yeah and they're brown signs so you if you try to go somewhere <laughs> you sign. can't see <laughs> what the sign is telling you that it is yeah 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 um that's awesome that sounds like a really good place so it's good information for the anybody who's moving there or lives there and didn't know of some of these things so yeah that's cool yeah Fort gordon everybody in augusta georgia put it on your list put on your list right now and speaking of speaking of lists obviously i've seen on all like this you know the spouse pages and stuff that you know the uh stateside list has dropped because everybody's like what's what do you think of these three bases and can you give me pros and cons on all yeah air force side yeah all these bases and i'm like oh you guys are so funny it doesn't matter what information you get what base you put on your list because the air force is going to give you whatever they want exactly they don't care sometimes you will get lucky no they look at your list and they go oh you want to go here or here or here 
Well, we're just going to put you in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Enjoy. Oh, you want to go to Florida because, you know, Florida's on your list. Uh, I'm going to send you to fucking Idaho because yeah. close enough, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, you want, yeah, exactly. You want sun, yeah. you want sunshine and beaches. Now we're going to send you where it's like feats of snow. Sorry. Right. Exactly. That's when that's we where were we trying need to be. When we were in Belgium, we were trying to get stationed stateside again. I don't know why. It was a moment <laughs> of insanity. I have apologized to Kyle profusely for saying, let's go stateside. <laughs> Anyways, um, we wanted West Coast, right? So we were putting down everything on the West Coast. Yeah. And we were aiming for like Beale Air Force Base, which is in Northern California, just an hour away from where I grew up. Yeah. Uh, we get Montana. Yeah, of course. It's like, how did we get Montana? And I'm not complaining about Montana. I enjoyed my time very much there. But you can't put a girl from that grew up in California in the nice, sunny, warm weather in Montana and expect her to survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I died. I died. I froze to death, people. I froze to death. Yeah. It was very cold. Yeah. But I loved Montana. Take me back. Take me back. I'll go back. Not to live, just to visit. But I'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it i've seen those posts too of that but like give me the bad and the good i'm like you don't want to hear the bad because people have more bad things to say about locations and you're just going to be disappointed be like listen yeah. to the good stuff it's always better to go with a good impression of it and just pick and choose what you want that is bad <laughs> and i mean honestly um, like when those lists drop i feel like i mean i know those are like opening spots that you know they're uh, significant other can there's openings for their job at least but I just I also feel like yeah that's not really I don't know I feel like that just because being overseas I feel like it's more accurate for somebody overseas because they have to move right you know I feel like they're not trying to yes, move people that exactly. are stateside very much so mm-hmm. I don't know it just makes me laugh and they have like this huge list of like like seven bases and I'm like why yeah. don't you just wait until you get actually get orders if you get orders? So you're not guaranteed to get a base. You're not guaranteed to have a move to no. PCS. At least on the Air Force side, not sure on the Army or Navy or Marines, but on the Air Force side, you're not guaranteed to move. You could be at a stateside base for ten plus years and yeah. never move. Yeah. I have a friend who is currently in a stateside base who has been there since two thousand nine. 2009 <laughs> yeah we're now in 2021 and they're still there yeah they haven't been able to go anywhere it, else it, it happens mm-hmm. not guaranteed to to leave now I, there could be circumstances where you know like that member doesn't want to move they like where they are and right. you know and the job allows them to stay in that certain place um right. stateside so there are circumstances where people do stay because of that but there's also circumstances where people stay just because Air Force doesn't want to move you, so mm-hmm. it's yeah. great. And now, when you're overseas, you're only allotted a certain amount of time yeah. there before they have to move you again. Some people can put in for an extension for a year, or just do another tour in the yeah. same location. Um, that's probably a good discussion to talk about in the Air Force on the on the Air Force side, uh, if caught um, or um, in pl- in place change of tour or. Or something like that. I don't know. Oh, it's a good discussion. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so anyways, and then you could stay in the same location for another another round of uh, four, four years, three years, whatever it may be. Yep. Now, I have some friends who applied for 
another really good topic to talk about, Jen. We're going to have to talk about this topic in, the, in another <laughs> episode. Um, indefinite D-Rows, which means that you stay there for another amount of time. I'm going to have to look into that. But um, my understanding was that you stay there until you get uh, your next assignment that you wanted. So it could take up to like, you know, five years. And it's indefinite. I just, my friends just got approved for that. I'm going to have to talk to her about it. That's um, cool. Because they're staying here in okay. Japan for another amount of time. I think they were due to leave next year. And That's now a good one. We That's get to a have them a little bit longer. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to talk about that. That's a really good topic. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. I got Notes it. <laughs> taken. <laughs> Notes are being taken internally. Yes. Well, awesome. Great, Jen. I love it. Anything else going on that we want to talk about to discuss? Not really. Life is just life. <laughs> life is just life. That's I have to go life. grocery shopping. Yeah. And I have to I have to go do I have to go do grocery shopping. Like my children had toast and butter this morning because they're like, We don't we want cereal and I was like, shit, I forgot to buy milk yesterday. <sighs> so, you know. Yes. Bad and bad points for the And it's uh close to payday so i'm like i need to go now if i want to survive oh, yeah <laughs> today uh, probably two o'clock is the best time to go today for me so i'm gonna try to run over there i'm not gonna go that's a good idea on the air force base i'm gonna go on the marine camp because that commissary is legit i go over there and enjoy my sweet ass time Ah, uh, i'm so jealous <laughs> i'm everybody comes to this commissary and it's just there's a umpteen thousand people here right now and it's just getting really mm -hmm. frustrating because you know things are out of stock and they're already out of stock because commissary has a hard time getting shipments in apparently sometimes they do order stuff and stuff just doesn't show up it's super great yeah um but yeah things would just be out uh my friend was saying they've been out of green beans for months now there's they don't have no fresh green beans i'm like where are the beans oh i just bought green beans yeah Yum. they've been out for the other day for months so i'm like i did you guys get a change in produce what do you mean a change in produce yeah did you notice any changes in your produce because i think they might have contracted somebody different here just as of lately because i noticed they had like the big ass cucumbers yeah you know like you know how we're used to like the english cucumbers that are like long and like thin yeah that's what i've seen in commissaries for many years but they had the big old cucumbers here oh like the big thick ones maybe <laughs> Doing that's... this with my fingers to show you how <laughs> thick they are <laughs> maybe that's maybe that is what's going on and why we don't have fresh green beans because they did change yeah. because they, they did change a lot one they did change the produce area and switch things around which i absolutely hate because i got used to it stuff mm -hmm. being in a certain place now it's not why are they doing this to mm -hmm. me but um we do have regular we have the regular cucumbers and there's also english cucumbers you can buy for 5.99 each yes and i said no great yeah that's no you guys are crazy i buy <laughs> i buy the little japanese cucumbers which come at a decent price it's like two in a pack and they're probably like just over probably like a foot long mhm mm but they're really skinny they're really thin they're still good yeah and it's like two dollars for two of them it's like okay well suck it up veronica you know what i noticed the other day they had was a uh, broccolini oh my gosh i love broccolini i used to buy it in england all the time it's my 
you know how much I love roasted broccoli. Yeah, roasted broccolini was my favorite. Um, it, is it like that? A little bunch. It's like, like a it long, like long broccoli with yeah. just little fluffy. Yeah, Ooh, and like small. They had them here, and they were just so expensive. And I was like, I cannot bring myself to buy fresh produce here. Yeah. I cannot. How I am I supposed to live a healthy life? It's so hard. Ooh, every every episode, you will hear me complaining about how expensive the produce is. For real. Every episode, you guys. I'm like a broken record. It never gets better, though. <laughs> we just hope that it might get better no. every time. But every week you hear it, it doesn't change. And it and doesn't. <laughs> I don't even want to know. One, yeah. I don't even want to know what's available right now and how much it's going to cost me. I know. There was a there was a lady that I know. Um, she, her husband's a first sergeant because Dave's in the first sergeant stuff right now. But he, um, she posted about she had... She showed her countertop, a very small section of her countertop, and she went grocery shopping for some things, and it wasn't even that much. She didn't even buy that much stuff. It cost her over, it was $103. She's like, how does this small amount of food equal $100? Tell me why. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me why. Tell me why. (laughs) Ain't nothing but expensive produce. (laughs) Yeah, and heartache. And heartache. Mm-hmm. Tell me why. <laughs> Ain't nothing but expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's Sorry, guys, okay. but it's just depressing. Okay, Jen. Well, thanks to all our listeners for listening. Yes. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to email us at dependusbleeding at gmail.com or leave us a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And don't forget to rate and subscribe on your favorite listening platforms. Make sure you give us five stars. Don't be lazy. No, just do it. Just go on there right now as you're listening to us. Look for us. Depend on explaining. You see it? Great. Scroll all the way down and click on five stars Mm -hmm. and submit. Great. Look at that. Look at you progressing in life. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) I love it. Yes, please. Share and share with your friends, please. Spread the word. Spread the love. We love to hear from you. It, it's just, it warms our heart when we get very good emails from people. So mm-hmm. just reach out to mm-hmm. us and, um, you know, enjoy your cheap produce because wherever you go, it's not that cheap because there, there you, you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.